The following podcast may contain content that is not suitable for all ages or sensitive ears. Please be responsible. Thank you, and donkey. Hello, Save Them family. Landon here. Welcome to this episode of the Save Them podcast. And we're very thankful to have you here today, and uh, we just want to let you all know we uh, took possession of our new vehicle today. Um, the vehicle that you all helped us uh, get funded and, and purchased and put on the road. And uh, we're we're very thankful <laughs> that everybody uh, jumped on board. There was what appeared to be a perfect vehicle just waiting for this team uh, to do the rescue work that we do. And um, even even to the extent where as our team was looking for vehicles and they came across what is going to be our, our new lead rescue vehicle, um, they were looking at a car dealership and just that morning, the car guys had pulled out a used vehicle that they had in storage. They, for whatever reason, um, they had had this vehicle in storage uh, for quite some time and had not brought it out onto the showroom floor. And this thing is in pristine condition, has low mileage. Um, It is a little over a decade old, um, so it's exactly what we were looking for. Um, you know, it's it's got that acceptable use amount without being overdone. Uh, so it's broken in, but it's got a lot of life left in it. Uh, we were very thankful to get a diesel, uh, which is going to help us on the gas mileage front and also diversify our uh, fuel portfolio because right now we're running a lot of petrol gas engines and uh, we wanted to mix in a diesel engine to because it's in South Africa sometimes the diesel flows and sometimes the petrol flows and you just, you don't always know what's going on. So, um, anywho, just wanted to, to let y'all know, uh, we took possession today and, um, we're excited and that thing's going to be hitting the road <laughs> starting next week. So, um, please say a prayer for us, um, that, um, which we already know is the Lord's blessing, uh, on the team and our work. Um, but just that for continued protection, continued insight and I do want to let y'all know we had a huge rescue operation last week and um, I'm not going to give exact numbers because I don't want to release any information that would be directly tied to the to the mission but let's just say um, somewhere between 50 and 100 uh, men were rescued uh, specifically um all the way down from young boys all the way through to older men. Um, and this was a labor trafficking operation where these guys were being forced. They were being actually brought into South Africa and forced into very, very dangerous labor situations uh, where their lives were at stake every single day. Um, and they were being maltreated. And uh, they were also having to do horrific things um, in these environments um, which makes it not just a labor trafficking issue, but also a sex trafficking issue. And so, uh, please, yeah, please just say a prayer over these, these poor souls who were, were taken, um, and put into these trafficking environments. And thankfully, um, they have been freed. Uh, we just finished getting the last 20 or so, um, into safe housing. Uh, the, uh, the initial lot uh, were all registered and put into safe housing um, right right after the rescue. But it takes a little bit of time, especially when it comes to men and boys. Uh, it is really hard to find safe housing 
the the groups who are willing to take men and boys who have been trafficked are very, very few and far between. So um, we're just thankful that we're, this was able to happen. It did have, have to happen across multiple provinces, which makes the logistics of this a little tricky. Uh, South Africa is about twice the size of Texas. So it, it's a big place. So when you talk about across multiple provinces, it's not like you're just driving down the street. And no, this is not a cross-border situation, <laughs> just hopping over one border to the other. No, 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 no. This is vast, vast distances. So anyhow, um, praise the Lord. Uh, that operation began with initial leads that we started picking up as saved them about, I uh, can't remember exactly, but let's say seven to nine months ago. Uh, it was t- towards the beginning of this year, um, which would have been the last summer in South Africa. And it uh, started with some kids in a shed, and one lead left, left ugh, led to another. Um, ended up being some folks who had been trafficked in um, from different countries. And uh, yeah, I'm sorry to be vague about details, but you know how it is. This is a public platform, and we've got ongoing operations, so I can't really just... I'd love to tell you everything about everything, but this isn't the forum for that. Um, but just, just know um, that, uh, yeah... There are some folks who had a good set of meals this week. And speaking of, you know, we've got teams on the ground who, who do a lot of the rescue work, but also spend a lot of time coordinating different entities to do different things. And part of the, the core to this rescue operation was to get the local community involved and to get the local community providing short-term housing and food, especially food. Food's a big one. Um, that these guys who are pretty much starving to death in these labor situations, um, they are getting fed. Um, they haven't eaten like this probably since they've been trafficked, really. And, um, but yeah, and uh, groups of folks just cooking batches and batches and batches of food um, coming out of their own resources to um, help others and be the church. And so... Praise God. <laughs> it's very encouraging. Very, very encouraging story. Uh, so anyhow, uh, so that's that's kind of an update on that front. And then uh, today, you know, part of me hates to do this and the other part of me can't wait to do it. <laughs> um, there are certain things in the work that we do where when you start gathering the detailed behind the curtain testimonies of victims who have come through all sorts of different trafficking channels and you start hearing this story coming out of this area, this story coming out of this area. And then after, you know, testimony after testimony after testimony, and then you start hearing the same things and you start putting those dots together and identifying those patterns. Well, what happens is you start to have your eyes forcibly opened and your ears forcibly opened to things that you really don't want to hear, <laughs> things that you don't want to believe exist, uh, things that those who are perpetrators of crimes have worked really hard in the, in the world around us to create strains of media and propaganda and whatever to, to make it seem ridiculous that the things that they're doing even exist. And so that... When somebody in, in general population hears 
some of the details of these trafficking journeys, they hear it and they go, ah, that's not real. Ah, that can't be. Um, and the reason they're saying that is because that's what they've always been told. And they've been told that narrative by the same people who perpetrate the crimes so that those who are perpetrating the crimes can get away with it scot-free because, hey, that can't be. That's ridiculous. That's nonsense. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. When you hear people in very vastly different places of this globe who come to you broken and shattered and they have the same stories and they're tied into the same networks, you start to look at things a little differently and you start to say, what the heck is going on? Because, you know, like, like we talked about in a previous podcast about the Overton window, my Overton window best shift pretty doggone quickly <laughs> uh, because these victims are shattering my world and um, I'm either going to help them because I re respect what's going on or I'm not going to help them and I'm going to choose to believe that these dozens and dozens of victims are all making stuff up. That these people who were taken and put through the most horrific experiences that we can imagine just have some kind of internal desire to just make up a good story. Just because. Just because they want to shock you or they... They just want to sound ridiculous. So they just they just take the time to fabricate exactly the same story 10,000 miles apart over and over and over again. So I, I, I'm trying to stress this because the ridiculousness of dismissing the testimonies of victims, it's become, it's become a hobby of our mainstream environment to discredit and dismiss anything that sits outside the bell curve Overton window <laughs> of society. So if you have anything to say that isn't inside that box of what people are okay processing, then what you're saying must not be true or must not exist. It's, it's not that they're not able to hear it. It's that you're making it up. But that's not how truth works. A lot of times, truth is truth. It's just a truth that's outside your, your, your window of experience and context. It, truth is always truth because it's true. <laughs> it doesn't stop being true when it's true. Two plus two is four. Even though you might want to say it is something else or create a different view on two plus two, it doesn't change the fact that when I hold up my hand and I have four fingers and I pull two of them down, there are two left. That remains true. You can't tell me otherwise. You can't create a scenario where that could possibly be untrue because it's just true. Now, if you only ever lived in a three-finger environment, okay, maybe we have something to talk about with that, but that's not real, right? So it, people, a lot of times, they discount these um, outlier scenarios with these ridiculous hypotheticals. Um, uh, it's like the argument 
that a lot of people put forward about abortion. You know, they often say, well, what, well, you got to have abortion in term in, in cases of incest. And I have to ask you a question. How many people do you walk around on a daily basis seeing, how many people do you see committing incest daily as a, as a matter of routine, a routine uh, exercise of uh, procreation? It, it is not the majority of society. It is not even a minority of society. It is a far far smaller percentage than anyone will care to discuss because uh, that's not, if people are committing incest, they have real troubles. They have real problems. They are horrible and they are evil, but it's not even the bell curve of the minority (laughs) um, extreme uh, outlier practices. It's not. So then to create things like abortion legislation that makes abortion legal to kill all children just because you have to protect some mythical person somewhere where incest is occurring and that person may want to have an abortion um, is, is just it's illogical but and yet here we are and oh by the way one of our victims did have incest committed on her and guess what the baby that she had who is her daughter, but also her sister, which is a horrible situation, is the light of her life and was the reason that she got the gumption to actually flee and risk her life and that of her child in order to get away. Because that baby gave her life meaning. And that child actually has grown up to be a beautiful young lady and has a future ahead of her. Should that child have been killed just because society says it's, you know, it's the thing to do when incest has happened? No, she shouldn't have been. Uh, she's still a creation of the Lord, and um, and that's bearing fruit, you know? Um, we, we, you can have any conversation with anybody whose parent did not abort them, and you ask them, would you rather have been dead? Because your mom wanted to kill you. And 99, 100% of the time, that person's going to say, no, I'm glad I'm here. And uh, I'm thankful that my my mom didn't kill me. And so, you know, arguments like that fall really flat. And I've kind of gone on to a tangent. But just that the these irrational arguments about the um, these minority conversations it it can go get really weird really quickly and um but what i want to do today is i want to share an interview with you that i stumbled across and it's with an investigative journalist out of the netherlands here's the thing especially to those that are uh, in our audience who are from the u.s uh, the u.s tends to be quite insular and and doesn't really know much about the rest of the world and doesn't tend to think about anything that happens in the rest of the world outside of the U.S. context. Okay. So to hear a journalist who has gone deep into things on the trafficking front in Europe and to tell his narrative about what he has uncovered and how trafficking works 
in Europe and to discuss topics that many people aren't familiar with, things like bloodlines. Like, what do you know about bloodlines? Anything? Maybe you do. Um, but, but the average person doesn't and doesn't understand why the trafficking of children would, would in reality, be the currency of the elite. Why, why would that be? And why do bloodlines matter? And what do people who operate this way, and they've operated this way for thousands of years, by the way, this isn't new. Why do they continue to do this? And what, what is happening in Europe, which does traverse the Atlantic over st to the States? What, what are some things that we need to know about this? And by the way, all of these same topics that he's going to talk about, I have heard repeatedly from victims in South Africa and in the United States. So, And he's completely citing European victims, you know, European investigations. And I don't even know this guy. Uh, I, I cannot validate anything that he's saying. But what I can do is I can tell you that the majority of what he is saying, I have heard with my own two ears from victims in both South Africa and the United States. And the stories are the same. They are the same. And this is not people sitting around watching YouTube trying to copycat each other. These are people who were born into things, who were taken as children, and then by the hand of God get set free later in life and are able to share what the heck is going on. So I just, a lot of what he's going to talk about is really difficult to hear. And, um, and, um, it's, it's not something that we can just dismiss offhand. Uh, these are not things that, um, we need to spend a lot of time dwelling on, but I think it is worth knowing and understanding what are some of the outlier conditions, the outlier conditions out there? Um, so that our Overton window is stretched just wide enough that when certain things do come across our, our desk, that we're not scared off by them, but we actually contemplate um, how that might fit in or how we might be able to help and not just shy away from from hard, scary situations. So many of the victims we work with, one of the biggest issues they have is that nobody will believe their story. And part of the thing that they love about working with us and our, our partner teams is, is that we're willing to listen. And I, I think there's a lot to be said in that. We're not just trying to fit their journey into our requirements we're just listening and then when patterns do emerge and we do have the capability and the ability to help then we do um, and sometimes we have to refer them to other people because we don't we don't have the ability to help them um, and it's hard sometimes I, I have ongoing conversations uh, with several people who they're I can't help them um, in the way that I wish I could you know, either their their situation is, is too remote, um, it's, it's too many decades past, um, it's not in an area where I have networks that can help uncover their, their, uh, the truth of, you know, where their child might be or something like this, whatever. 
Um, it doesn't mean that we don't want to help, but at least the fact that we listen and understand and can help encourage and help maybe inform how they can go about um, rationalizing and making sense of this horrible path they've been on um, is at least something. So don't shy away from that. I, I do encourage you. Um, just having an open ear, not having to always solve everybody's problems is sometimes solving the problem in and of itself to a certain extent. And not, not everybody who's been through horrible things is expecting the first person who listens to them to be their hero and just make everything right. No, no, no. It's only Christ Jesus who can set everything right. And I think most people understand that. So don't, don't give yourself too much credit in thinking that you're, you're going to be the hero of the world. Well, you're not, and I'm not, and we are not. And you know, that's, that's cool. We're, we're okay with that. We're okay with just being a little bit inferior and not able to do much, but we can't shy away from helping and trying the best that we can. So, okay. Stepping off my soapbox now, and I'm going to hand you over to this interview. Um, I will put the, um, source video in the, the podcast description box. You can go watch it for yourself if you want. And, uh, just thanks for, for listening. Um, if, if you are someone who is kind of squeamish or, um, whose ears are really sensitive and, uh, you really don't want to entertain some of the, the horrible things of this world, then this is probably not the interview for you to listen to. Um, I think maybe just taking what I've said to this point is probably enough of this podcast for you. Um, but if, if you're okay, just kind of hearing the outlier information um, and then synthesizing it for yourself, then uh, please proceed. But I did want to issue that warning. This might be time to press stop. Uh, for some of you who uh, just don't really need nor want to experience some of the horrible things in this world, or you've been through enough yourself and you don't need to hear somebody else's horrible stuff, that's also fine, and I totally appreciate that. All right. Okay, so um, we will catch you next time. And thanks for being here on the Save Them Podcast. This is Landon, and I'm out. Cheers. As an additional disclaimer, please take note that the following podcast is exceptionally intense and somewhat disturbing. Welcome to today's interview on Brighteon.com. I'm Mike Adams, the founder of Brighteon. And as you know, we're living in a world where authority figures in governments and NGOs and even, well, hospitals and so on, and in public schools are all pushing grooming and pedophilia. It's become rather insane, the level at which they're stooping to, to try to turn little kids into their oh, sex toys of some kind. It's twisted, it's perverted, it's sickening, and it's demonic. But joining us today is an expert on pushing back against this insanity. His name is David Sorensen, and his website is called StopWorldControl.com, which we have here, that reveals that the UN and the WHO are claiming that they want children, all children apparently, they want them to have Sex partners, i.e. Uh, adults raping children. Uh, it's astonishing to hear this, but it is happening. Welcome to the show, David. Uh, thank you for sounding the alarm on this, and I look forward to talking with you here about these issues. Yeah, thank you very much for the invitation, Mike. I appreciate it. Well, uh, this is the first time you've been on with me. Actually, this is the first time that we've spoken, and it's, uh, it's shocking what you are stating here, but it, it's all rooted in facts. So 
Give us, let's, let's back up and start with the big picture. What is it that you are trying to warn people about exactly? So yeah, Mike, what's going on in the world is something so extreme that no one would ever have imagined it. You know, it is so ridiculous. What's going on is that the World Health Organization and the United Nations, along with their globalist partners like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and Planned Parenthood, they are taking control over the school education system worldwide, especially in kindergartens and elementary schools. And they are issuing guidelines, official authoritative guidelines to all the policymakers, education authorities, teachers, in which they literally instruct them that every child, and in the documents, they make it clear that it starts from the age of zero. Every child needs to have a sexual partner, that children have the human right. That's how they call it. The human right to, wow. to sex and that it is the job of teachers and schools to ensure that toddlers, you know, and even babies, that from the age of zero, they stress this in their documents, that sex is a human right regardless of age. And so schools have to make sure that little children are engaged in sexual acts and have sexual partners. And the World Health Organization has handpicked an, the Rutgers Foundation, which works in 27 nations, and they have decades of experience in pushing prominent pedophilia organizations. They work closely together with organizations that have vast collections of child pornography that are founded by people who, for example, there's this organization that funds the Rutgers Foundation, and they were founded by a man who traveled regularly to Asia to uh, sexually um, yeah, engage with with uh, Asian sex slaves, because that's what they are. And he was also imprisoned for 11 months for, for molesting a boy. So this organization, the Rutgers Foundation, has a long track record of being at the very forefront of trying to normalize and legalize pedophilia. And they are the ones who are asked, who are chosen, and who closely collaborate with the World Health Organization and the United Nations to execute their agenda of sexualizing little children in at least 27 nations worldwide. And they work on virtually every continent. Now we, I mean, first of all, let me just confirm, this is absolutely horrifying and shocking what you're saying. We have so many questions on behalf of, of the audience here as well. But what you're saying actually follows a pattern that we've been reporting on for about two decades. So we know the United Nations, when it occupies a, a country, often, immediately it turns into the human trafficking trade. Uh, yep. Sex slaves, kidnapping children, kidnapping women, selling them off. Uh, to you know, wealthy whoever somewhere uh, across the world. Uh, so the, the UN is a massive human trafficking organization. Uh, we've also seen the WHO, of course, uh, through the COVID pandemic, push what I would call a genocide type of agendas to murder uh, human beings, a depopulation agenda. But what you're saying that's absolutely shocking and, and 
new, I think, to a lot of our viewers, is that the World Health Organization is now becoming pro-pedophilia, pro-grooming. Child genital mutilations are part yep. of this. So it's, it's so far beyond, dare I say, mere uh, genocide or mm. uh, you know, a Holocaust-like situation. This is mutilations of children and organized, coordinated mass raping of children in public schools is, is the goal. Is that an accurate assessment of what this is? I think it absolutely is. And of course, they hire what I call word wizards. They hire highly talented, gifted, and psychologically trained specialists who have the the ability to how should I say this? To put to their play with language in words, yeah, in such a way that most people would go along with it because they make it sound as the most beautiful, as the most wonderful, as the most humane thing. They, you know, so many people don't have the ability to think beyond what is at face value. They, you know, so they kind of hide their agenda in these documents. And only if you have a developed critical mind, then you can see what they're actually saying. And they have their guidelines where they where they're literally say that nine-year-old children have to be taught at school to use online pornography for their sexual experiences. They must have sexual intercourse by the age of nine. In one of the documents issued by the Rutgers Foundation, who again is a very close partner handpicked by the World Health Organization, they literally say to teachers who are being trained, you know, so upcoming teachers, that the whole goal of this sexuality education is to make sure that children start with sex sooner. But then again, they say so many things like, you know, they have this wicked ability to mind control people where teachers would feel guilty if they don't go along with it. Because it's a manipulation method of telling teachers and telling health authorities and education authorities and policymakers that they will be violating human rights if they don't do this. The issue here is that it seems like the, the very people that they want to push this, which is school administrators, teachers, counselors, and so on, these people have already gone along with the transgenderism agenda, which it, it appears that this is a, a, a spectrum of perversion. Now, I mean, you can comment on this, but to me, it appears like a spectrum of perversion. First, they push to the children gay and lesbian relationships. Then they push transgenderism. Now they're pushing pedophilia, grooming, genital mutilations, and I guess uh, teacher-student sexual relationships or something, which seems insane. Yes. But exactly. how far will they go on, I mean, how do we even get to this point? Okay, so how far do they go? These people have no boundaries. This is what we have to understand. If you look at who is behind the World Health Organization and the United Nations, these are private organizations who operate entirely outside of any democratic process. They are 100% owned by a very small group of specific people. And I think that you and my audience are aware right now who these people are. These are people who are very deeply embedded in pedophilia and child abuse. 
they use the abuse of children to blackmail people whom they involve strategically in sexual activities with minors. They record it on video and then they can use it uh, to uh, force anyone in authority who has fallen into this trap uh, to always follow along with their agenda. Okay, yeah, so, ho hold on. Um, you're exactly right. This this is the Jeffrey Epstein model that I think you're describing, by the way. And yeah. uh, breaking news, uh, J.P. Morgan has just agreed to pay a large settlement to people who claim they're victims of Jeff Jeffrey Epstein's sex traps and that Jeffrey Epstein's money was run through J.P. Morgan, which is a globalist bank. And uh, J.P. Morgan has now agreed to pay, I, I, I don't have the total amount, I think it's, tens of millions of dollars, maybe hundreds of millions, I'd have to check, to those victims. So in a sense, J.P. Morgan is admitting that they had a role in the, the financial side of this, but there are a lot of people who were raped by, uh, you know, who are uh, adults today, but as children they were raped by people in power, senators, heads of state, governors, ambassadors, billionaires, right? I mean, that, that was, yep. that's a, that's a, it's a model of control, Exactly. Yeah. And that is how they work. And so how far will the, these people go? They will go as far as humanity allows them to go. That's basically they have no boundaries. They have to be stopped by us. They have to be stopped by the good people who stand up. If we don't, then they will keep going. In the Netherlands, where the headquarters are of the Rutgers Foundation, who works with the United Nations and the World Health Organization, they were actually promoting last year. And, you know, I really want to encourage American people to break out of your tiny, tiny, tiny little box of only thinking that the world is America alone. I migrated to America in 2016, and I've been really shocked to see how little people here know about the world. People <laughs> think that if don't, it's, don't be if shocked. It's, most, most Americans have never left America. Exactly. <laughs> they don't they, know. <laughs> yeah, they haven't got a clue what Europe is. They, they, you know, but so when I say Europe, guys, you have to understand these are globalists. They have no boundaries. Nations don't exist for them. So what happens in Europe, next step, it happens worldwide. Okay. So what happened in Europe, they were promoting an author of children's books who has written books in which he describes how teachers have sex with their children Jeez. and how the children, you know, love it and how they enjoy it. And, you know, and what an adventure it is. And, you know, and this author is known to be part of mass orgies, you know, where everybody has sex with everybody, where everything goes, even sex with animals. You know, he even wrote about having sex with corpses, with dead bodies. Oh, my God. And this author was was pushed as the number one children's book author to be celebrated all over the Netherlands. Oh, of course, of this course. This shows oh. us what they want to do. And then in the Netherlands also, you know, but this is not just Netherlands. This is all over Europe and worldwide. There is this manual for pedophiles. It's a document of more than a thousand pages thick that explains in detail how Pedophiles can get little children to consent. For example, they explain how they can deflate a tire of a bike of a kid. And then when the child finds out that, you know, he has a flat tire, 
they come on the scene and it's explained to them how to fix that flat tire so that the child trusts them. It also explains how they can get children to consent by giving them gifts like a music installation or something like that, you know. And then it also explains how can you stretch the rectum of a newborn baby. So what you the can hell? Exactly. And this book was used by a man in the Netherlands to rape a newborn baby from his neighbor since birth. And at three years old, the, the, the father found out that something was wrong. You know, they discovered everything. This man had been using this manual for pedophilia to do this, you know, and it talks about forensic techniques to uh, hide all your DNA tracks, all these kinds of things. Okay, all right, hold, hold on. I mean, yeah, th this is this is really horrifying stuff. Um, these people that, that rape children, they also want to have sex with corpses and, and probably they would they would really like to have sex with a corpse of a child. They're like raping a dead child corpse or something like that's but at some point this becomes i mean dare we have to call it satanic or something you know there's something beyond this realm like no no normal obviously human being would ever want to engage in such behaviors nor allow them to happen to anybody well, what are we talking about here i mean really the, the, so what is really yeah. 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 Are these like dark forces from another dimension? I mean, what the hell? I'm sorry about, about my language, yeah. but. Yeah, but it's the right language for this topic, you know. So but what was going on in the Netherlands is that the minister of justice, you know, so the highest authority in the judiciary said they refused to outlaw this manual for pedophiles. He said, our team has looked into it. We can find nothing unlawful in there can you imagine and then this caused a massive outrage all over europe and eventually after several years he was forced to outlaw this manual but this shows you what is going on here and i have many letters personally from people who were born and raised in these elitist circles and they tell me exactly what you're saying mike they say that these people and, you know, some people who are not aware of this yet can find this shocking and it can cause some some short circuiting in your brain to understand this. But we have to become aware that there is a real battle of good and evil in this world. Yes. And it is the closing of our eyes, the refusal to see what's going on that has been allowing this kind of evil to go on for centuries. Well, that, that's a critical, critical point that most people, they say, well, it couldn't possibly be happening. It's too evil that that wouldn't be going on. And then there are all these official cover-ups. So you probably remember a few years ago, the whole Pizzagate scandal in the U.S. Yep. And then we were told, oh, Pizzagate, it's just a it's an imaginary accusation. It's a conspiracy theory by the Q conspiracy people. Well, you know, just last week, the Wall Street Journal broke a big story about essentially Pizzagate on Instagram. And they revealed that there are there's a, a massive network of pedophiles using Instagram and they're using the, the secret symbols of Pizzagate, which uh, the Wall Street Journal reported. And I just finally made the connection, thanks to them, that cheese pizza, CP, means child pornography. And they also yep. revealed that uh, if you're wondering why people use logos, little icons of maps, like little maps, well, M-A-P 
is uh, uh, a minor attracted person, correct? Yeah. Which means, again, a pedophile that wants to rape little kids. So if, if you're on some, you know, online platform and they're using little maps and cheese pizza, it's a bunch of pedophiles and perverts operating there. And that's all over Instagram and probably Facebook and who knows what else. It's real. Yeah, it is real. And the FBI has declassified documents that show uh, all the code words that are being used by these pedophiles. But what we have to become aware of, you know, we have all heard about pedophiles. We have all heard about people who molest children. But we always thought that this was something, you know, minor in society. What we have to become aware of is that this is the common thread. This is the lifestyle. This is the the daily practice of what is called the deep state or the elites. I I have another uh, report, an in-depth report on our website besides this topic of how the WHO and UN are infiltrating schools. But I have another uh, report that shows how the CIA and FBI, you know, there's the, there's a, a former FBI director, Ted Gunderson, who has come out decades ago already, and he was sounding the alarm that systematic, organized child abuse and child torture and child trading is going on at higher levels of society. And I have many uh, interviews there and testimonies from people who survived this and who came out and these people don't know each other. Right. They are from different parts of the world and they all say the exact same thing. What happens in our society is that people who want to possess a high level position in society, they have to play this game. They have to go along with it. They have to be involved in child abuse and children are being used as a commodity to buy your way to higher higher levels in society. Right, and so just, just to be clear, let, let's explain this to the audience. I, I've spoken about this before. So a person that wants to become, let's say, a senator, and, and I'm not saying that all senators do this, but, but there are some who have, no doubt about it. But, or, or let's say they want to become a governor of, of state. So then a, a, a deep state money person comes to them and says, yeah, we'll make you governor. We'll back your campaign. We'll make sure you win. But just to be sure we can control you, you have to agree to rape these little kids on camera knowingly and so that we'll have the videotape and we can always threaten to release it if you don't do what we say. That's what you're talking about, correct? That's what I'm talking about. I don't know if it happens as consciously. What I do know is there's, for example, this testimony from a judiciary from the Netherlands who came out and she explains how she for... You know, years on end, her husband took her to meetings that were organized by the royal family of the Netherlands. And again, this happens in every nation. We have testimonies from France, from Australia, from the UK, from Germany, from Belgium, from America, from all over the world. Okay, but I'm from the Netherlands, so I know a lot from the Netherlands. But this former judiciary literally, uh, no, not judiciary, justice. The, this former uh, judge came out and she said that she was present in these theater-like buildings where on stage children were, were being, one, raped, tortured and murdered. And she said that the audience consisted of uh, all people high level, the highest authority 
from the judiciary, from the military, from the police, from the government, from education, from news media, etc. What do you mean? They're all watching this happening on stage? They are watching this happening on stage. And she, you know, she, 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 um, yeah, revealed all this. And then with a a guy called Kevin Annett, who had a justice organization in that uh, time, they, with the police, went to the mass graves of the children that she knew. And they found the mass graves there of the children who were all murdered and the children are all brought in through the youth care. Uh, Yeah, you know, where they have no parents, nobody can track them, nobody will miss them. And foster kids. Yeah, foster kids. Yeah, exactly. And so and I'm talking right now to an elderly lady who's um, who's yeah, who's nurse and she's been a nurse in youth care for decades and she's working with uh, retired police officers and detectives and to document everything that she has seen because there is massive movement going on worldwide to gather evidence, gather evidence, organize the evidence, document everything to release to the world how this is being done by governments all around the world. Right. This is worldwide operation. and I- the. What, well, I, I have so many questions, um, and I, I want to get into the history of this, and, and also some of the um, the tales of like Little Red Riding Hood and uh, and and vampires, and, and uh, I think this has a lot to do with pedophilia. But I want to ask you about that. But um, a question to you, though, I mean, why are you doing this? Because this is a horrifying focus. Right. And, and, and I know that, that somebody needs to take a stand for these children, but what got you motivated to do what you do on your website, stopworldcontrol.com? I mean, surely you are making very powerful enemies in exposing this, and you're seeing the darkest corners of, of human depravity. So why do it? Yeah, because God has broken my heart with his love for people. Um, I've had several experiences where... I was suddenly overwhelmed with a supernatural, you know, extremely strong love for the broken state of humanity. And I, I, I cried so hard that I thought I wouldn't stop crying. And so I, I, I got an infusion of compassion for this world. You know, at, at one stage in my life, I was earning an em- enormous amount of money. I, you know, my one of my teachers at uh, the a Royal Academy said, David, only once in 10 years do I have someone with your kind of talent. And, you know, and they, they, I mean, I was appointed to represent the Royal Academy in the palace in Belgium before the king. So I, I went there and I talked to the king, etc. You know, I also came to the United States with a very rare permanent visa called Extraordinary, Extraordinary Ability, which is only oh, given really? to Nobel yeah. Prize winners. Right. Very few and, people get know, that. Yeah. yeah, very, very few people get that. It, it, it was a downright miracle. But I'm just saying this, you know, I was on the way to become famous and rich and build an amazing life. And then God crushed me. He just showed me some of his love for humanity. And it's incredible. And it's incredible. You know, people sometimes say, why does God allow it? Well, I know that he cries. He cries with a a grief that even a tiny drop of it in our being, you know, is almost unbearable. 
So then we started Stop World Control because I saw what was going on in the world. I wanted to show the truth to people. And then, you know, we had Dr. Carrie Madej here for uh, four days to make a documentary with her. Yes. And she told me then about the child trafficking. And she said, David, you have to look into this. And I started looking into it and I couldn't. It was too horrifying. It, it, right. it was too traumatizing. But after a while, you know, I felt I have to do something about this. I have to do this. And, you know, I cried so often. I, I mean, one of the people uh, of the world-renowned uh, documentary series, Fall of Cabal, it's made by Janet Ossobart and Sinta Kuther, and I've become dear friends with them. And Sinta sent me her own story. She has written an autobiography about how she was um, uh, yeah, raped through satanic ritual abuse. I, I, I started reading it. I just couldn't help but just cry, you know. And so it's been very difficult and very hard. But I knew, you know, this is their Achilles uh, heel. This is their weakness. Humanity will always be divided about vaccines and about pandemics and about finances. And, you know, it's very hard to wake up humanity with these kinds of topics because too many people are too brainwashed and they really believe that their government is out for their interest. However, every normal human being agrees that sexually abusing uh, a little child is wrong. And so if we can really reveal this to humanity where people will start understanding my government is the central uh, core, you know, the spill of, uh, uh, yeah, spill is a Dutch word, is the central uh, element in organized child trafficking. I mean, in every nation of the world, there are every nation, there are tens of Tens of thousands of children who disappear every single year without a trace. Nobody sees them back. Nobody hears anything from them ever again. Well, just and so, yeah, I believe the statistics in the United States are hundreds of thousands of children go missing each year just in the U.S. Now, yeah. so, of course, some number of them are, are then located and found, uh, but many are not never found it, as you say. But but you hit upon something really critical there. Every normal person would be opposed to this, and it's, it's not really debatable, uh, except I, I have to admit I'm shocked at how many people uh, in the United States on the political spectrum of, of the left are in favor of child genitalia mutilations as long as it is framed in the context of, quote, gender-affirming surgery. So we now have a medical class, you know, doctors and surgeons who will quite literally uh, slice off the genitalia of young boys and girls, leaving them permanently scarred, permanently infertile, uh, wounded, um, violated, and they will do it for money and they will do it uh, uh, pridefully with pride, with actual pride. That's, you know, the pride movement. Uh, so I'm surprised that, that it's even gone this far, it, but it kind of makes me wonder that with the right language framing, that they can get away with the pedophilia too. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I believe that indeed there is a large number of, of humanity that I have no explanation for it. It's, it's just they have chosen the dark side 
so severely, so voluntarily, so wholeheartedly. And I believe that there is a severe judgment coming upon these people. I, yes. I, I really absolutely wholeheartedly believe that, that there is a, a judgment that is being released already. But I do also know that there is, there is um, a boundary, you know, with, with, how can I say that? With the transgender bullshit, they can fool people through the mind control operation of convincing them that they are doing something humane because, oh, dear, these, these dear people, they, you know, you have to help them because inside they are a girl and it's so horrible that they were born in the right body. Okay, well, some really stupid people, you can brainwash with that kind of crap. But there is something where many of these people will be horrified, shocked and in trauma for the rest of their life. Many when they find out that the very people who are pushing this transgender, that they are actually raping, torturing and murdering millions of children worldwide in an organized, systematic fashion. Yes, that is something that will still shock many of those people wide awake. And here we come to the theme of their, that on the one hand, there is a great awakening going on worldwide where people voluntarily look into truth and find out what's going on. But there is also going to be a rude awakening for far more people who at a certain point will have to wake up even if they don't want to. They, they have never wanted to see truth. They've always rejected any kind of truth. They've always chosen a superficial life of stupidity where they only care about themselves. The rude awakening is for them where they will be shown the evidence at some point that, you know, that will just terrorize them or or actually traumatize them. Terrify the them, yeah. They will be in shock. They will need psychological help to deal with it because they have never created any kind of mental framework in themselves to deal with the reality of evil in this world. Very, very important point. Yes, you're correct about that. So just denying it is not a strategy that works. Uh, and, yeah. and of course, children continue to be victimized. But do you believe there's going to be a day when there's, I don't know, a, a, a massive video dump onto the Internet of, you know, wealthy people, hundreds or thousands, you know, raping raping children just so much pedophilia caught on tape that is undeniable you know is that kind of disclosure day ever coming i have no idea all i know is that i feel a calling on my life to do whatever i can do and i'm encouraging other people to do what they can do and if there are higher authorities who have the ability to, to do such thing then I would be glad if it happens. But I also know that if it would happen, that it can only occur after the citizens, the good people have done their job to prepare humanity for something like this. And I know there are rumors, there are claims that the White Hats are preparing something like this. The big reveal, I have no idea. I do know that the main call that went out from the White Hat military was always you guys have to break the stronghold of the news media over uh, the people. You guys have to uh, research truth and reveal it. So they are counting on humanity to take action, to open our eyes, to finally be the heroes that we were born to be instead of selfish, ignorant 
people who only care about their own needs, but step into our royal divine destiny to be those who liberate humanity and not wait for others to do it for us. Yeah, this is a really good point, David, but isn't it also true that the very same people who are pushing the pedophilia, the mutilations, the human trafficking, they are also harming not just children. They are harming all of humanity in some way. Sometimes it's financial exploitation, you know, money printing, right? Uh, the, yeah. the, 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 the central banks are tied into this uh, uh, monopolistic control over tech platforms, which engage in speech suppression, including suppressing people who are trying to blow the whistle about pedophilia. Right. So there is yeah. big tech is actually oh, and big media and big government. They're all involved in covering up the crimes of the people who are targeting and exploiting children for nefarious purposes. And yet, like a few years ago, if you mentioned Pizzagate on uh, Facebook or YouTube, you got banned. You were deplatformed because big tech covers up pedophilia. Yeah. And, and, and so does every other institution in our society today, it seems. Yeah. Yeah, they do. But still, and this is the powerful uh, reality that we are witnessing, that it seems as if the more they're trying to censor it, the more it's getting out there. Right. And I've been amazed by the stupidity of these people where, for example, you see that, you know, they are just dumb bullies. They think that all they have to do is just shut people down. But, for example, if you look at America's frontline doctors, they came out and said there are cures for COVID. They were censored on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram. Uh, their website was taken offline all over the place. What happened? They exploded. True. Them being censored exploded worldwide attention to them. Now they have near to a million members, I believe. The same happens, you know, so many scientists like Andreas Kalker, who slashed the COVID death rate from 100 deaths a day to zero a day with CDS. Yes, uh, an amazing man and life-saving yeah. information. Yes. Yeah. And so, I mean, he was a, a respected scientist because he was saving millions of lives with chlorine dioxide and he was working with the military and with the police and with... Uh, some some people in the government saving their lives. The moment the elites found out, they censored him. Yes. But what happens? This guy is surrounded, is surrounded by scientists, is surrounded by doctors. They all see that. Boom! Censoring him wakes up his entire worldwide network. Now he works with more than 20,000 doctors and scientists and academics and, you know, human rights activists worldwide. Yes. And this has happened with every single renowned scientist and doctor that they tried to s silence. They actually boomed their voice worldwide show, by show, silencing uh, CDS right here. Yeah, Chlor chlorine dioxide it. solution. Very good. We made it right here, and I've had it here in studio the whole time. Um, I use this on my ranch. Uh, I just I, w one of my dogs just got bitten by a venomous snake um, two two nights ago. And I made CDS water, gave her the water, put some, I mean, I'm sorry to get off track here, but I just want to confirm what you're saying. Yeah. Gave her the CDS water and CDS uh, destroys uh, venom peptides circulating in the blood. And yeah. within 12 hours, swelling dropped like two thirds, maybe 70%. Wow. I mean, yeah. 
saving lives. But you're right. Yeah. Saving lives is censored. But for people who destroy children, they get pumped up to the top of the positions of authority. It's like the, the global agenda is to destroy humanity, destroy families, destroy the innocence of children and to cause maximum human suffering across the, yep. the globe as if that's their energy source or something. It is their energy source quite literally. Yeah. That's what I've been hearing from every single person who came out of these elites, be it from the high, high financial levels or from the, you know, like if we go back in history, people have to understand that we are not isolated. We are the product of thousands of years of humanity. If you go back in history, then you see that in ancient cultures, there was human sacrifice. It was in every single culture, everywhere, all over the world. That's right. Every nation was ruled by magicians, by demon worshippers who had human sacrifice, babe, uh, yeah, child sacrifice at the very core of their practices. This is, you know, and it started in Canaan. If you look at the scriptures, then you see that something happened from the, the unseen realm. There came a perversion. They engaged with the earthly realm hybrids came forth and those hybrids demanded immediately child sacrifice and so throughout the centuries wherever christianity came everywhere they cancelled that from the public sphere and pushed it into the shadows and so but all over the world everywhere there was always human sacrifice and child sacrifice at the very core of their religion and yes. it's only when people came, it's only when, when those early Christians came and said, guys, this is wrong. And they told them about the God of love and the God, you know, who wants us to care about each other. And they explained about Christ. Then that stopped it in the public sphere. But let me, let me show you the uh, this photo that's on my laptop. This is the White House now draped in the pedophile flag. Oh, my God. Yeah, this just happened. Biden did this like two days ago. It's a violation yeah. of, uh, you know, the, the, the code of, of how flags are supposed to be displayed. But yeah. this is, and I want your comment on this, David. Isn't this a claiming of pedophile dominion over the United States of America? This is a territorial claim of pedophiles yeah. and child mutilators. It is. And what these people want to do is they want to revert everything where our nations used to be Christian nations, where, you know, the well-being that we've been having for the past century or two centuries was absolutely unprecedented all throughout human history. You know, the whole world was hell on earth. People had to hide behind thick walls to be safe because outside of the walls, there was terror. Nobody was safe out there. You know, everybody was ruled by tyrants and by horror. There, the, the whole world was extremely violent. You had these warlords going all over the place, you know. But then when Christianity came, they changed all of that. The world, those Christian nations started experiencing a level of well-being that nobody even knew existed. But then these Satanists, these people who serve the dark side, they started turning everything around again. And they started saying, oh, God doesn't exist. And you're a fool if you believe in a creator. And science proves that we're all a, bu yeah, a bunch of dressed up monkeys. And if you think anything else, then you're against the science, you know. 
And so they started their mind control operation to turn everything back. And they want to bring essentially the ancient horrors of centuries ago. They, they want to bring it all right back. They want to turn every nation again into the same demon-worshipping dark side nations. But they will do it now under the pretense of, you know, uh, inclusion and love is love. Right. And, you know, they always use, as you said, they use specific words to mind control people so that they will no longer see what's really going on. But that's a kind of sorcery, too. That's, it is literal sorcery. It is, yep. yes. News uh, media is essentially a bunch of wizards. That's why I call them word wizards. That's why the word spelling comes from spell, putting a spell on someone. You know, you can use words to make evil look good and good look evil. That's why you have these people in America, all the conservatives, all the people who, who have held on to their faith in God. They are the ones fighting back. They want to protect the families, protect the children. They want to preserve the sovereignty of individual nations. They are against worldwide tyranny. They want to, you know, have a healthy, happy society, uh, wholesome society. And they are being labeled as the terrorists. They are being yeah. labeled as the extremists, as, the, as people who are dangerous. While the, those the, people who are preying on children, who are indoctrinating little children, well, you're probably a boy, even if you are a girl, and you're probably the other way around. I mean, even the, the Associated Press, let me mention, the, the Associated Press put out new guidance, for style guide uh, updates, claiming that uh, uh, journalists across America should no longer refer to transgenderism as an ideology, but rather as just the normal state of everything. So wow. then anybody who opposes transgenderism is considered an extremist or a radical. But anybody exactly. who promotes pedophilia, grooming, child raping, child mutilations, well, that's normal according to the Associated Press. So you have Reuters pushing you know, vaccines, the AP pushing pedophilia. You have the school system pushing you know, child grooming. You have the media pushing it. You have pop culture. Let me ask you about that. Across Hollywood... I mean, not only do they practice child raping and pedophilia in Hollywood, I mean, it's famous for that, but then they keep pushing out these TV shows and movies that, that celebrate these types of things. And you can see it on Netflix. You see it in the movie theaters. Disney. Disney is, yeah. is basically pedophile animation studios at this point. Yeah. What do you make yeah. of all that? You know, it's exactly what we said already, that they want to normalize their behavior. They want to... You know, like for the past centuries, they were forced to do their dark practices in hiding. But through very consistent infiltration in entertainment, in media, in education, in politics, they have pushed what has been established by Christianity. They've pushed it aside increasingly more and more and more until they are now at a point where they say, okay, now we're going to force our way into the public sphere again and where we will no longer have to practice our uh, our horrible practices.
practices in hiding, we will make it normal. And I received a letter from a lady who was born in these elites, and she says that everyone who is born in these higher echelons is raped thousands of times by the time they're 18. She says they want everyone to have sex with everyone. And the reason they do that, she says, is because it breaks the love bonds. If in a family, everyone has sex with everyone, there's no love. There is no bond. There is, you know, and then people have no strength to stand up against the tyrants. And she also says that now they want to, First of all, normalize their behavior so that nobody can criminally prosecute them. They want to turn the tables and criminally prosecute those who violate the human right of sex of little babies. <laughs> right. And, and when you try to ban pedophilia books, then they claim, oh, you're into book banning. You're 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 burning books. No, you're yeah. trying to protect children. But let me let me show you this other headline, because I want to talk about how high this goes all the way up to the Vatican. This is from LifeSite News. Check out this headline. Yeah. Largest Catholic health network in the U.S. performs sex change surgeries. Bombshell report reveals uh, Common Spirit Health is a subsidiary of the Catholic Healthcare Federation, CHCF, is subject to the direct oversight and jurisdiction of the Apostolic See in the Vatican. So here you have the Vatican overseeing a hospital organization that is mutilating children in the name of transgenderism from the Vatican. Exactly. This is happening. Yeah. And this is really interesting. This brings me to something that was at the very foundation of my work of stop world control. I was praying, Lord, you have to show me, are we about to enter a dark age for centuries where evil will be allowed to rule over the earth or are we about to experience a major victory? And I needed to know that to start support control. I had to know, do I have to brace myself for survival or is there on the horizon a major breakthrough for, for good and light and truth? The next day I got an email from a lady I know from Belgium who's very prophetic and she's extremely accurate, always very spot on. And she said, David, last night I had a vision and I was told to tell you this. I saw the whole earth and the entire earth was covered by the body of a snake. And this snake was covering or, or touching every single nation. And then she saw little flames in every country. And then she zoomed in and she saw that these flames were people who were hitting the body of that snake with an axe. And as they did, a terrible stench came forth. Then, she's, then the vision zoomed to America. She saw way more of those flames in America, people who are busy hitting the body of that snake, and the snake is the cabal, the worldwide satanic network that we are talking about. And she saw that in America, the body of the snake was almost completely cut through. Then the vision shifted, and she heard a message, and she said, David, you have to tell the people they have to keep doing what they're doing because they're almost there. Don't give up. Then the vision shifted to Europe and she saw Italy and she saw the Vatican. And she saw that the head of the snake was in the Vatican. And it was in terror. The head of the snake was shaking back and forth. It was in complete agony because its body was being cut in half in America. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, yeah, in the Vatican, they have... Uh... They have churches that, that are built in the likeness of serpents. You know, they have yeah. in, in, indoor church. I mean, the, the symbolism is very, very powerful. People need to understand that it's, it's right in your face. In fact, let, 
uh, let, let me bring this up. The, the Common Spirit uh, uh, Healthcare Group that is tied to the Vatican. Look at this. Common Spirit opens doors. This is, now look at this right in your face. Here is a door which represents yep. a portal. This is a portal yep. streaming in the LGBT satanic agenda into our universe from another universe, which is the satanic universe. Yep. And it says common spirit. So they're, they're talking about this is a spiritual war. And here, this yep. symbol, it, this is a, a bastardization of the swastika with the, the four-sided curved. This is basically just a, a, a modern version, version of the swastika. And uh, here it is. It's all right in your face. A common spirit opens doors. They might as well say common spirit summons demons from other worldly portals and brings them into this world to mutilate your children. That's what this is saying. It's right in your face. That's exactly, exactly true. And one of the most horrifying things that I learned, uh, f- yeah, you know, from these personal letters I kept receiving from these people who are, you know, who, who, who came out of these high level of the cabal is that they all said the same thing. And I'm also a good friend of Ronald Bernard, who was at a high level of the financial world. And he was, you know, so he was asked to sacrifice children. He refused. They tortured him to death. He had a near-death experience. He encountered Christ. He was sent back to earth with a mission to bring peace on the earth. So, but he and several other people, also Natalie Agostina is a, is a lady who was mind controlled by the CIA for different programs to be an assassin, to be a fashion model and uh, two other programs. And uh, yeah, psychic and uh, and also programmed to be a sex kitten for the highest level of the elite. So she was trafficked to the top celebrities, top ro- royal families, uh in, you know, and all over the world. And she said that they have gatherings in Davos three times a year. Uh, this is not from the World Economic Forum. The World Economic Forum is for the, the stupid billionaires who think they're going to gain a buck by playing this stupid game. But the real evil that's happening in Davos is with families that nobody knows, nobody sees. And she said, and Ronald Bernard, who doesn't know her, said the exact same thing. So I heard this from two separate individual independent uh, insiders. And so this lady told me that there are families who gather there. They are called the absolute rulers. And she said they are not fully human. They are part from part human, but also part, uh, yeah, from a different um, civilization world, a different dimension. Um, dimension. Yeah, different dimension. Ronald Bernard says they're from a different frequency. And so, and Natalie Agostina, she said that they need, they have a medical necessity. They are hundreds and some are even thousands of years old and they got so old by eating newborn babies. They have to be maximum 28 days old. And so that is what keeps them so young. But she said they can't stand daylight. So this is this gets into vampirism and, and a lot of the the so-called mythology of history of of the the undead, but vampires. I mean, what you're describing, they they, they drink the blood of of younger people to give give them sustenance, and then they can't they can't stand sunlight, but they rule with great power and they have charisma. That's the critical yeah. thing to understand. They have incredible charisma, so they're able to to put people under their spell and their sorcery. And yeah. what you're saying is that this is this is real this is dominating our world right now these yeah, kinds so, of yeah 
Yeah, the shocking thing about this was, you know, we all know that there's good and evil. Every every human knows that. And being a Christian, I knew more details about it. And in scripture, we read about demons and about, you know, fallen angels and, and all that stuff. But this suddenly makes it very real and tangible. This suddenly shows us this is not just something vague and abstract. This is very real, very organized. And they are the ones who work behind the scenes to instruct people. And, you know, but above that, you have the 100% spiritual realm. And it is, as you say, we have these two realms. We have God who created this world and he made us to represent him, to know his love, know his goodness and make this world a paradise. But then you have this other realm who wants to steal the world, pervert everything so that they can rule over everyone. So, and it's up to humans, it's up to us to make a choice. Will we go along with the darkness of this dark realm or will we turn back to our creator who only has wonderful dreams about our life, our children and a plan of restoration for this beautiful earth? Let, let's talk about, um, and I want to be respectful of your time. I mean, we're already, I think, over an hour. Uh, this is so fascinating, but horrifying at the same time. Do you, do you have a few more minutes? Absolutely. I have all the time you need. Okay. Uh, let's link this to uh, abortion. So as, I mean, we've covered this before, the FDA even hires people to go in and to harvest baby skulls from partial, partial birth abortions. So the baby is partially born, still alive, and the FDA, you know, severs the, the, the spinal cord at the back of the, the base of the, of the skull, murders the child, harvests the skull, sells it to the pharmaceutical or medical research industry to do humanized mice experiments, things like that. Uh, but it seems to me that this goes hand in hand with pedophilia, it's kind of like the globalists, they either want to murder the child or take its blood or rape the child, one or the other. I mean, they're okay with any of those outcomes as long as they get to exploit the child and destroy the child. Is that, does that seem accurate? Yeah, absolutely. It comes from the same realm. It's the realm of darkness always presents itself as the savior of humanity. The World Health Organization and the United Nations with their Agenda 2030 and the World Economic Forum, they always present themselves as, we are going to keep you safe. We are going to help you. We are going to make the world a better place. But if you tear down that beautiful humanitarian mask, then you see a darkness that is so horrendous, that is unbelievable. It's very hard to believe that it's real. And it's only when you start looking into practices as you describe right now, where they indeed perform the most inhumane experiments on newborn babies and, you know, the whole organ trade. Uh, when, when, you know, like this, this nurse I'm talking with from the Netherlands, she is involved with all the police and, you know, and they found that thousands of children who, who, who were taken from the families in the Netherlands, and this happens in America, this happens worldwide, that all these children vanished without a trace and then suddenly they are being found back in Ukraine in the organ trade networks. Wow. So this whole realm, this whole, you know, when people don't truly with their whole heart choose to live in the realm of our creator, goodness, truth, love, justice, protection, wholeness. But if they reject that and if they turn to the realm of darkness, you know, there is no end to the love of God. 
There's also no end to evil. Evil hasn't, there's nothing that will stop them. That's why I say we have to stand up now. That's why I made this report to give people a tool to send to their local authorities, to senators and governors and mayors and schools and local newspapers to open their eyes. Well, Look what the World Health Organization is doing. Let's, they are telling the schools to make sure that toddlers have sexual partners. Will how, how, do, how do people get this report? I'm on your website, stopworldcontrol.com. Do they put their email address here? Or how do they get this report? Yeah, they can sign up there, indeed, and they will find they will uh, yeah get information. Okay. Yep. All right, and you have you have uh, multiple languages here. Thank you for that. Uh, what else yeah. can people find on on your website, and how can people support your efforts? Yeah, you know, so the most important thing is that people go to the website, go to the that report about pedophilia in the schools, and start sending that everywhere they can. We have to wake up the decision makers. We have to wake up the school directors. We have to wake up the local newspapers. We have to wake up the people who are brainwashed and who have no idea what they're actually doing when they obey these uh, mandates from the World Health Organization and from their government. That's the most important thing that people need to be doing. And if they sign up, then they will receive emails and Everything we do is based on donations, but I'd rather have people just send this out everywhere to wake up their community. That's the most important thing that needs to happen. Okay, and let me, let me show this photo again for those people just to remind you. This, this is the Biden administration partnering with Satanists, uh, claiming dominion over your nation and your children with a cabal of uh, child raping pedophiles. And that's what this flag represents. Yeah. And notice it's in the center. It's not the American flag anymore. It's not the ideals of America. And look, the flag also is over what looks like the presidential seal here. I can't see it closely enough. But if that is, it would indicate that Satan has dominion over the current president. And that's what this symbolism is, of course, demonstrating. So, um, folks, if you don't want to be ruled by Satanists, then you need to help share this information, wake people up. Uh, David, David's website is stopworldcontrol.com. Uh, spread the word, sign up there, and uh, uh, do your part. And, David, I just want to thank you for sharing all this with us today. It is horrifying, but it's also encouraging that people like you are willing to take this stand. And uh, I just want to thank you for your time here today. Can I ask what... What, is, what was your special skill that you were granted a, a visa or, or um, a citizenship for? Um, when the whole digital revolution started, I was one of the very first to use digital uh, techniques to create a whole new style dimension of, uh, of Christian art. And so I've been instrumental in, you know, inspiring um, publishers worldwide, both in America, you know, and in Europe. And there were people from all over yeah, the world who, who testified that my work caused a reformation in their uh, yeah, field. Wow. Wow. That's, that's powerful. And, and God works through us in, in, in interesting ways, doesn't he? 
He does. He does. <laughs> and we haven't got a clue what we're doing when we just follow. You know, I had this impression in my mind. I, I mean, I've been in the realm of darkness. I have uh, dealt drugs. I have been. I mean, I was at a point in my life where I chose to be evil because I was so horrified about the hypocrisy of the church. I was traumatized as a child. I had been through hell and I was so hurt that I chose darkness. And then God came into my life and he overwhelmed me with his love. And I, I discovered that he is so powerful and beautiful. And I simply wanted to show the world through my gift that there's a reality so much more beautiful and powerful than we can even imagine. Wow. And that's how my Christian art started. I just wanted to show people, you know, not, not, not just a sheep in a meadow and a scripture, but, you know, use all the new tools that were at our um, yeah, disposal to create so much more visual impact. And then that became our ticket to go to America. Who would have thought? Wow. And here you are. Now spreading this warning with the world about about the intentions of the globalists, um, it's powerful what you're doing. Uh, I pray for you and I thank you for all of it and thank you for spending the time with us today. This has been really eye opening. Yeah, well, thank you very much, Mike. Also, a big thanks for everything that you have been doing. You're also someone who is hitting with the axe into the body of the snake, and we have to keep doing it because it is being chopped in half. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. And the serpent also has control over medicine. Don't forget the symbol of medicine, uh, the American Medical Association symbol, uh, two serpents intertwined uh, on a staff, yeah. uh, the caduceus, as it's known. Uh, it's The serpents are taking over medicine and politics. I guess they have been for, frankly, for thousands of years, but it's all coming to the surface now. But thank you, David, for your efforts and, and perhaps, in, in fact, Perhaps we can sever the head of this snake, which leads to the Vatican, and we can stop this evil for the future of the human race. That is absolutely what I believe. I am fully convinced that we are not in a losing battle. It can get, and it will get, very intense, but I am fully convinced, otherwise I wouldn't be doing this. And I know that, you know, I got a dream at, at also at the beginning of the Pro Control where God told me, he said, David, wake up, you are going to defeat giants. So I know that we are here to put an end to all of this. And it's horrifying to see everything that's coming forth. When people are hitting the body of the snake, this stench comes forth, which is the horrible e evil that has been hidden inside that snake that is coming to the surface and people are seeing it. So all people who see this, please don't close your eyes. Don't play the game of, of these wicked ones who tell their victims, well, speak out, nobody's going to believe you. Please don't do that anymore. We have to understand that this is real. The evidence is all there. Our website shows all the, all the reports, all the testimonies, you know, and it's all over the world. We have to stop closing our eyes and see that, you know, this evil is here. Expose it and take action in any way that each of us individually can. Okay. Well, well said. Well said. Thank you so much, David Sorensen. Uh, with stopworldcontrol.com. That's the website. Folks, go there, sign up on the email list, uh, spread the word about this website, uh, spread the word about this video. And as always, you can repost this video interview on other channels and other platforms as well. You have our permission to do so. Uh, thank you all for watching today, and thank you, David, for taking this extended time to explain all this to us. I'm Mike Adams, the founder of Brighteon.com, the free speech platform that I built 
so that we can have uncensored conversations about what's really happening in our world, as horrifying as it may be, as we learn today. Thank you all for watching. God bless you all. God bless America. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Save Them podcast. As always, you can find us at savethem.org. See you next time. Thank you and donkey.